Welcome to Retirement Matters, brought to you by Market Street Wealth Management, where your retirement matters most. Hello and welcome to Retirement Matters, where your retirement matters most. Uh, my name is Chris Langell, your host for today's show, and I'm here today with Jeff Leppert, a founding partner of Market Street Wealth Management. And in today's episode, we're going to be talking about a number of different things as it relates to pension maximization. Uh, we all know that's a very important topic in today's investment landscapes, and it's one that we deal with quite a bit here at Market Street Wealth Management, especially in certain industries like uh, teachers and educators. And so today, we're going to be touching on some of the hot button issues, and there's no better person to talk about pension maximization strategies with then Jeff, uh, who specializes in retirement uh, income planning and uh, pensions happen to be a big part of that process. And so uh, with that being said, Jeff, we're going to hand it over to you. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Chris. Good to uh, spend some time with you today. Uh, yeah, I, I think this is a really important uh, topic for a lot of people. You know, and when we talk about uh, pension maximization, you know, I want to try and educate people and tell them that's exactly what it is. It's we're trying to figure out when you have choices with pensions, how do we maximize? How do we get the most out of the system that you paid into? Now, um, you know, I've done uh, some some topics in the past and talked about the difference between a lump sum pension, if your employer allows you to lump sum and take the money and roll it over into your own IRA. Um, there's pros and cons to that. We're not going to talk about too much of that today. Uh, again, we've, we've discussed discuss that before, and I'm, I'm always happy to talk to people about the pros and cons of that. What we're really talking about today is is for the people that have employers that when they go to retire, they don't have a lump sum uh, pension option, but they have a pension that will, will last uh, you know the rest of their life. And, and that's the whole point, all right? I, I paid into this system, and how do I get the most out of it? What happens, and I'll specifically start with people um, that are married. You know, uh, so so I have somebody who's who's worked for uh, you know a company or a, you know a school district for many many years. They paid into the system. They're getting ready to retire, and one of the options is they just you know take what we would consider it almost like a maximum option for themselves. You know, it would give them the the re, the retiree the the employee uh, the the most amount of money on a monthly basis for the rest of their life. Now, again, I said I started with this by telling you that they have a spouse. So a lot of people will not choose that first option. Right. You know, because the first option there might give you the most amount of money for yourself, but if you happen to die, you know, uh, early, you have a spouse that might not get any benefits. Mm -hmm. You know, most people don't choose that. And I find that very common when we have people coming in that already have their, their pension paperwork. They'll come in and say, well, I would never do that. What I want to look at is this option here. And I would say that many people come in and say, well, I'll take this lower amount, um, but if I pass away, my spouse is going to get 50%. So, Chris, I, you know, I, I find a lot of people choose that option because it, it just it, it logically you know, makes sense to them. There are some drawbacks to that as well. Suppose uh, you, you set the program up like like that, and both the husband and wife shortly into retirement um, would happen to pass away. I call it. It's almost like you know you're disinheriting your your, your children. Mm-hmm. You know, not necessarily that, that that's the main goal. You know, again, when you're choosing the pension, you're trying to choose an income for the you know the rest of your life, right. and and also take care of your spouse. Now, that comes at a cost, though. 
you know, I had somebody in, I would say, maybe a month or two ago, and, and their maximum option uh, w- was a certain amount. And they said, well, again, if I, if I take that, that looks good for me. But if I, if I pass away, my spouse doesn't get anything. So I'm going to take the 50% option. To, to, to drop down to that 50% option to make sure that the surviving spouse was going to get an income for the rest of their life, it was a $650 a month difference. Wow. Meaning if they took the, the, the option, it would give them more. Again, the, the system has less risk there because they're, they're basically insuring a, a, uh, a pension for you know, a certain amount of time based on one person's life. So they're, so right. they're willing to give you know, more money. So the $650 a month is what the, the employee was giving up to take care of their spouse. Which certainly sounds, you know, like possibly a really good thing to do. But what we like to do is before somebody chooses their option, we like to to give them a little bit more information. And for some people, the information is very useful, meaning it works for them and others it, it doesn't. But but I think it's good to educate people. In that particular situation, what we ended up doing prior to choosing the option, because again, once you do that, most of the time you're you're locked into that, we had the person go out and apply for life insurance. Now, this is how that worked. We went out and we knew that if the person was healthy enough to get the life insurance based on their personal situation, and again, it's different for everybody, we could spend about 375 hours a month on life insurance for that person. The employee was able to get that insurance, so so now it really gave them some options. Because what they did is they ended up taking the maximum option, which again was giving her $650 a, a, a month more for the rest of her life, But if she passed away, her husband gets nothing because she took that maximum option. But because she spent 375 hours a month on the insurance, her surviving spouse was going to get a tax-free death benefit. Tax-free death benefit that would basically replace the money needed because the surviving spouse wasn't going to get the pension. right. So, so it was kind of like a win-win because not only did she get the extra $650 a month, yes, it was depleted by the three seventy five dollars for the life insurance, but it still gave her some more spending money. Exactly. And that's which, huge. Which is pretty good. Yeah. And now we're also presented with the fact that, you know, set up properly, as I said, the life insurance is tax-free, but you're also naming other beneficiaries because now suppose both the husband and wife turn around and die prematurely. There's now a life insurance policy that goes set up properly tax-free to the surviving children. I can even take that a little bit further. If the spouse of the employee happens to pass away before her, she has a decision to make. She can continue the life insurance, you know, if she does have children and she wants to, you know, create, right. you know, the beneficiaries to create, a, you know, legacy planning. Or she could choose at that point to say, you know what, my spouse passed away. I really was buying this life insurance to protect a benefit that my spouse, you know, wasn't going to get if I took the maximum option. She could actually drop that insurance and now for the rest of her life, get that extra $650 and, and keep it. Correct. You know, where, you know, if she originally just thought, well, I really don't have any other options out there, I'm going to take a certain amount for me, and then my spouse would get 50%, and the, the spouse passes away, then she's actually with that lower payment for the rest of her life. 
again, it all gets back to trying to get the most out of the system. You know, paying into a, a, a pension system, you, you know, the employees work really hard and we want to try and make sure that we're making the right decisions. And, and I'm using that one example with the life insurance because I think a lot of people, you know, when they were younger, they always thought life insurance was used to, you know, t- pay off a mortgage or, you know, if, if I passed away early, I wanted to make sure my kids could go to college and things like that. And I find a lot of people getting close to retirement, if they're still paying for the the life insurance, they say, well, you know what? I, I don't really need it anymore now because the mortgage is paid off and the kids are out of school. But it's it, it's showing them how to utilize the life insurance that they might have currently, or if they're healthy enough to go out and get another life insurance policy, it's, it's showing them how to utilize life insurance to help them manage the income that, that they're going to get and, and that their uh, surviving spouse is going to get for the, the rest of their life. You know, Chris, when we look at the, the different pension options, sometimes the gap between a, a maximum option and a, and a joint with a 50% survivor is not $650 a month. So every, every plan is a little bit different, but it's important to know what the numbers are and then, and then do planning, sure. you know, based on that. And it certainly, you know, makes a difference if I do have, you know, a, a husband and wife, if they're closer in age, that, that certainly makes a difference than if there's a bigger gap. Because, you know, sometimes I have people coming in and there's a 10, 12, 15 year uh, age difference between a, a husband and wife and then that again does adjust and, and really affect the, uh, the the pension amounts and I even see that even more because I've been talking about you know people that, that are um, you know have a husband and wife I have a lot of retirees that I, I work with that that or, or single retirees. And sometimes they have no beneficiaries that they're really trying to, to protect. And, and they would just, you know, for the most part, probably take that maximum option. But then I, I always run across the people that say, well, you know, I'm no longer married, you know, whether it was through death or divorce. Um, I've worked hard for my pension and I have a, a child that I would like to benefit from all my hard work. Sure. When we look at that, that creates some really big challenges because if you're, you know, adding the beneficiary or the the person who's going to get a joint and survivor pension, and that person happens to be considerably younger than you, especially if it's a child, that can really uh, dramatically affect your pension uh, numbers that you're going to get. So many times, the life insurance uh, again is is a great option to look at to ensure that difference because the gap gets you know much bigger from from what you would get, you know, yourself in addition to putting a joint survivor on. And Chris, I guess I would say in closing, one of the things that, that I do a lot of, I do a lot of public speaking on uh, social security seminars. Sure. Um, and, and we have them offered all the time. And, and, you know, when I'm talking about social security in a public setting, I'm trying to educate people on all the different ways to maximize social security as well. Exactly. You know, there's all different ways that you can take social security depending on when you take it. Um, you're really setting up almost like a pension, you're setting up an income stream for the rest of your life. Sure. So just like pensions, where you're having a paycheck that comes in for the rest of your life, uh, you know, under most pensions, um, the Social Security is the same thing. So we're, we now, you know, when I sit down with somebody, I'm trying to help educate them how to take their pension in relation to how we're going to take Social Security. Sure. We have people that come in that already took their pension, and now I'm trying to educate them on 
and the best way and the, the best way to the different options that are available with Social Security, how to coordinate that with the pension options they already you know have sure, chosen. Sure. Because it really is all about trying to get the most um, out of the system that again that we paid into, but maximize the income that I'm getting out of pensions and out of Social Security. Right. And that's just great information uh, to have in your back pocket. And it sounds like really when you're uh, faced with these decisions and choices that you really can't make a decision independent of looking at the other areas. In other words, you really have to step back and sort of take a a big picture view of your you know financial situation and your retirement situation. And that's why here at Marcus Street Wealth Management, we really uh, pride ourselves on taking a plan first and invest second sort of approach so that we know we're looking at uh, all different phases of a retirement plan. And uh, for this episode, if you'd like to hear this again or hear some of our other shows and episodes, uh, feel free to log on to MarcusStreetRadio.com. And if you have any uh, you know, questions that you you like to ask Jeff or any other advisor here at our office, uh, be sure to give us a call. Our phone number is 610-692-3200. Again, 610-692-3200. And we thank you so much for listening in today. If you have any questions, feel free to give us a call and be sure to check out our website at marketstreetradio.com for this and many other great resources. Thanks so much. 